I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. Has this ever happened to you? You're having really good rounds in the training room, but you're breathing so heavy and you feel so exhausted that your performance starts suffering. You can't execute the techniques you'd like because you're so tired. Well, at a certain point, everyone's cardio gets tested, but if you're out of gas earlier than you'd like, you probably have either been neglecting your conditioning or going about it the wrong way. One of the only things you can control going into a tournament or into a match is how in shape you are. And unfortunately, a lot of athletes don't train their cardio correctly and don't know the right way to do things. There are a lot of stupid ways that people train and I'm gonna tell you why they're stupid. I'm also going to tell you a better way to do things because with great cardio comes great jujitsu or maybe better jujitsu. This may come as a shock to you, but I am actually not a doctor. So that makes all of the things we're about to talk about hashtag not medical advice. Don't do things related to your health and fitness just because someone on the internet told you to do that or that you shouldn't do that. Always talk to your doctor. And when you're talking to your doctor, you might have to keep him on task because he'll probably keep asking where you got your sweet, sweet rash guard that you wore to your doctor's appointment because that's what normal people do. And the answer to that question, of course, will be epicrollbjj.com. And make sure you tell him to use the coupon code PODCAST15 to get a sweet discount just like you did. If he's looking for geese, rash guards, t-shirts, hats, artwork for his office maybe, he needs to check out Epic Roll. Everything anyone could ever need for jiu-jitsu, Epic Roll has. And the gear from Epic Roll is made by grapplers for grapplers. You can give them a follow on Instagram at EpicRollBJJ and use the coupon code PODCAST15 at EpicRollBJJ.com to take 15% off your order. EpicRollBJJ.com, coupon code PODCAST15. The link is in the description below. Now, let's talk cardio. I have a cold, so I sound like this. So if you're watching the YouTube version, you can for sure give me a sympathy thumbs up. I will take it. And if you're not watching the YouTube version and you're just listening to the audio only, you should know that there are things on the YouTube page that you miss out on, things that only really work as a visual medium. So please check that out. The link is in the description below. However, I digress. If you have bad cardio, it is very difficult to have good jujitsu. If you can't get in good sparring rounds because you have no endurance and are gassed early on, it's difficult to work on and improve your techniques or implement changes in your game. If you're training jujitsu seriously, you need to work on your fitness off the mat too. And I mean, even if you're not trying to be a world champion, don't you want to be able to train longer when you're on the mat without getting tired? I mean, you're paying to train, so the more roles you can have where you're not just trying to not die from exhaustion, that's more bang you're getting for your buck. And if you are trying to be a world champ, then incredible cardio is a must-have. I don't think there's ever been a world champion who had shit cardio in jiu-jitsu. I'm going to step right over the potential talk about BJ Penn and Conor McGregor in the UFC, but we'll, we'll just stick to jiu-jitsu and cardio. One of the biggest mistakes that people make when training cardio and... I mean, just training in general overall is they just straight ignore all of the signs that their body is giving them and or they don't know what those signs mean. And your heart rate can give you a lot of information. One of the biggest indicators of your overall fitness is your resting heart rate. 
in general, a lower resting heart rate means you are more fit. For reasons we will get into in a minute, basically if your resting heart rate is lower, it means your heart is strong enough to pump blood through your body with fewer beats per minute. It does more work with less beats. The simple way to check this would be when you wake up in the morning before you get out of bed, find your pulse and count the beats for 15 seconds, then multiply that number by four and boom, you've got your resting heart rate. You can do it throughout the day. If you sit still for about 10 minutes, then check it, but you're never more rested than when you're laying in bed after a night of sleep. If you know your baseline resting heart rate and you check it every day, you can see day-to-day -day differences. If your heart rate is five to 10 beats higher than usual on a given day, it means you might be close to the area of overtraining. And this happens when someone fails to recover adequately from training or competition, and it can result in serious physical issues like excessive fatigue, and it even can suppress your immune system. The only treatment for overtraining is rest a lot of rest, a lot of time not doing the things you wanna do. If you can prevent the need for a lot of rest by having a little rest when you actually need it, you'll be better off. This doesn't mean that if you wake up one day and your resting heart rate is slightly elevated that you just skip working out altogether or skip training altogether. It means maybe you just take it down a little bit of a notch. Maybe instead of 15 live rounds, you do seven or eight. Or maybe instead of maxing out your squat that day, you do a deload squat day or squat for reps. Maybe instead of MMA sparring, you hit pads. You get the gist, you get where I'm going at with this. But it's better to pare it down for a day rather than shut it down completely for three of them. You can use the old school method of counting the beats and multiplying by four, or you can go high tech with a smartwatch. I wear a watch by Garmin and I really like it because it tracks my sleep, my heart rate, my respirations. It's good for tracking runs and cycling and strength training and pretty much everything else that you can do. There are brands like Whoop that do similar and I'm pretty sure Apple Watch can do those things too. None of these brands sponsor the show right now so I don't have to tell you to get any one of them over any other but I do really like my Garmin watch. One upside to Whoop is I know that you make a, like a sleeve that you can wear and it'll track your heart rate while you're rolling. The others are too big and in the way for that. I mean, you're wearing a watch, you're not gonna wear a watch while you're grappling. I like data, I'm, I'm not a cool person. I am a data nerd. Smartwatches can also track your sleep, your breathing rate and your HRV so you know how well you're recovered. And in case you don't know, in case anyone doesn't know, heart rate variability is HRV. It's a variation in time in the interval between heartbeats, like in milliseconds, like a tiny, tiny, tiny measure of time. Your heart is not like a metronome. It doesn't keep like a steady beat. There's constant variation in the time between beats. Like we're not talking about your heart rate going up and down. Like when you look at beats per minute, we're talking about like milliseconds of variation here. One of the things I like about Garmin is that it does something called body battery. It's sort of like if you're familiar with Whoop, the recovery score, it basically looks at your heart rate variability and, and your training data, and it can tell you like how prepared you are to work out that day. And it's a useful tool. If you know you're going in at a high recovery score, you know you can really smash it that day, and you know if it's a low score, you might be getting close to overtraining. Another important tool is knowing your recovery rate, meaning how quickly your heart rate slows once the activity stops. As soon as your last roll stops, 
check your heart rate. You can use the 15 second method we talked about a few minutes ago, and then just wait for two minutes. Check it again, and then if the difference between those two numbers is more than 50, you're recovering pretty well. If it's less than 25, you're not recovering as well as you could be. Imagine you're at a tournament and you have to do five matches in your bracket. Wouldn't it be a huge advantage to be the guy who recovers more than 50 beats per minute in a two minute window and not the guy who recovers 20 beats per minute in a two minute window? And even on the shorter term than that, wouldn't it be good to recover faster after a hard scramble than your opponent can? Something sort of sneaky that I always try to do is if I get to like side control or if my posture is broken down like in someone's guard, I actually try to catch a listen to like what their heartbeat is. And then if I catch it again later in the round and it's like way jacked up, I, I know that I can be super aggressive because they're probably more tired than I am because that heart rate hasn't come down. So if you start listening to your opponent's heart rate, it's a little sneaky tool or a weird thing to do or both. Given all that information and all that talk about heart rate, how can we improve our cardio the right way? Well, the wrong way is I'm going to go 100 miles per hour every time I do cardio and I'm only running hill sprints at max effort and I'm maxing out my heart rate every time. That's uh, not gonna do it. Training at a max heart rate has its place and yes, it's obviously important because it is sport specific. Jiu-Jitsu will elevate your heart rate and a lot, and especially during hard scrambles. But you don't want to spend a lot of time with your heart rate at its maximum. Maxing out your heart rate multiple times per week is just, it's too taxing on your system, and it will lead to excessive fatigue and the issues with recovery we talked about a few minutes ago. If you're training Jiu-Jitsu consistently, you don't need to be doing additional cardio that maxes out your heart rate, I mean, once a week if that much. And I, I know I've used the term max heart rate a few times and what that is, is basically the maximum amount your heart can beat in one minute. There was a very old method where you would take the number 220, then subtract your age, and that number is supposed to be your maximum heart rate. And it is a very broad guideline and there are better ways to find it out. A better way to test what your max heart rate is, is to actually just max it out. And unfortunately, you're gonna have to run for this. After a good warm up, you're gonna run all out as fast as you can for two minutes and then rest for one minute. You're going to repeat that four times. You'll probably feel like you're already maxed out after the second time, but keep going. After that fourth two minute sprint, you're gonna do that 15 second test to calculate what your heart rate is. And if it's not the max by then, it will certainly be close enough to go off of. You could also use a chest strap heart rate monitor or an aforementioned watch to tell you what your heart rate is, but I'm giving you the low tech options just in case. And remember, our goal is not to hit that max heart rate every single time. There are better ways to go about it. One of the ways that people like to train or do cardio is that they say, just do your sport specific cardio. If you want to have better cardio for jujitsu, just do jujitsu and that cardio will get better. And like that method sounds like it makes sense and it sounds like it's reasonable, but that doesn't happen in any other sport in any other way. Do football players not ever lift weights? Are they told, oh, just go play football to get stronger? Of course not, that doesn't make any sense. You need to build foundational strength to do a sport. 
Just like you need to build foundational strength, you need to build foundational cardio. And one way that we build foundational cardio is to cause an actual physical adaptation in our heart to make the process better. When you are active, the blood flow required by your muscles to move and do things increases, which also means that the blood volume passing through your heart also increases. As you exercise more and more, the left ventricle in your heart enlarges, meaning with every heartbeat, your heart is pushing more blood throughout your body, so it requires less beats to pump the same blood volume. All that means is that when your heart rate jacks way up and it's beating like crazy, it is pumping a lot more blood when you are fit versus when you are not fit. So how do we make that left ventricle adaptation happen? Well, it's sort of counterintuitive and it's why we don't just max out our heart rate all the time. It's not by consistently going crazy and going 100 miles an hour, it's the opposite. There are heart rate zones and there are percentages of your max heart rate and I'm not getting into all of that because I don't think you would think that it's interesting, but the best heart rate zone to make that left ventricle adaptation happen is actually a lower intensity heart rate and it's done by spending a lot of time at that zone. So it's not going out and doing sprints and getting a super high heart rate, it's by going for a long distance run at a very easy pace, at a pace where you could talk casually to the person you're running with, or it's hopping on a bike and cycling for an hour or two hours, slower heart rate, not crazy intense, and you probably will get to, and you probably will get done and think, I don't think I got a lot of cardio in, I don't feel super drained, but you did, your body is adapting, and that takes a long time to happen. It's not gonna happen in a day or a week or a couple weeks. Working your cardio is more than just the times you go crazy and max your heart rate out and feel exhausted. You need to change a little bit of the way you approach things. And that's the biggest mistake that most athletes make. They don't do long, sustained cardio at a slightly lower heart rate than your, than their usual to increase their heart's ability to pump blood. And this is very important for jujitsu and not a lot of jujitsu athletes train this way. This is the reason that boxers and Muay Thai fighters run a lot. They're getting muscular endurance in their legs and in their bodies just from being active for that long, but it also is improving their conditioning. Their heart is better able to pump blood. It pumps more blood with fewer beats. And there will be jujitsu matches where you are at the peak of your heart rate capacity. Wouldn't it be great if your muscles could still be fueled because your heart could pump more blood than your opponent could? Jujitsu athletes love to lift weights. The ones that I know don't love to run. They don't love to swim. They don't love to ride their bike. They don't love to go for a long, strenuous hike. They don't pay attention to what their heart rate is. There are so many signs that your heart rate can give you and so many ways you can improve it. It's just silly not to take advantage of it. I'm not saying you have to go out and buy a heart rate monitor and start tracking your heart rate all the time and be super into the data and look at your recovery rate every time you train and keep a graph and a chart to know what your heart rate's doing. I mean, I'm kind of saying that because that's what I do, because I like that, but if you're not improving your cardio, you're missing a big part of your game and your jujitsu will suffer. So why not just suck it up, improve your cardio, and be better than everyone else who doesn't do anything about it. 
Thank you all for listening and putting up with my cold. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you want to watch the video version of this episode or any episode we do, the link is in our YouTube page below. There are a lot of videos on there, like I said before, things that don't really work just as audio only, so please check that out. Don't forget to check out Epic Roll and get 15% off at EpicRollBJJ.com with the coupon code PODCAST15. Give them a follow on Instagram as well, at EpicRollBJJ. If you did enjoy this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. It really helps us out. And if you really, really, really want to help us out, why not tell your friends to listen? That'll help them out too, because of course they will love me. I have a lot of content planned for the next week or so, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. I will see you all in the next episode.